On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about finding acceptance, leaning into latent potential, and understanding that the worst thing you can do is fake it until you make it. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 105 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. And I'll say right now, this might be a rushed one because my battery on my laptop is on 52%. I haven't got a charger with me right now. Um, And so when the battery runs out, the podcast runs out. So I'm going to try and squeeze everything I want to talk about today into this period as we race against this battery to try and get it all done. Um, But I hope you've been well since we last spoke a couple of weeks ago on an episode like this. It's been an interesting couple of weeks for me since then. I'll be honest, the kind of habit formation curve that I've been riding since late December that I spoke about on, well, I've spoken about in a few episodes recently, actually. This last week has been the toughest. I don't know whether it's to do with the fact that January's over, and so that kind of honeymoon period of this year is gone. I don't know whether it's that things are just busier in the business now that everything's back in motion after Christmas. Or whether it's just that in the first few weeks of the year, I pushed myself a little bit too far. I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, that maybe I was heading towards a point where I needed to slow down after riding the wave of momentum that was the first few weeks of this year. But something this week just didn't feel as 100% as it has in the last few weeks. Waking up at seven, for example, there were a couple of days when I thought, you know what, I'm just too tired to do that. So I didn't even bother. I, um, yesterday morning, for example, just didn't set an alarm. I pushed everything back on my schedule to a point whereby I didn't need to get into the office until quite late in the day. And then I woke up like 10 to 10, which doesn't sound mad late, but when you consider that it's literally three hours later than usual, it just shows that despite getting enough sleep hours wise, I've just been a bit worn out. Similarly, we're going to the gym, still been going not going to stop. I think the worst thing I could possibly do would be to stop because we've spoken about it before, but the importance of momentum is something that I believe really firmly in. However, this week and last week, actually, they haven't been these five or six sessions a week kind of weeks. Last week was three sessions, push-pull legs. This week has been two. As of tomorrow morning, it'll be three sessions, push-pull legs. Um, And yeah, I feel like everything is getting that little bit more difficult. And that's probably because I'm getting to points where it is actually challenging, right? The first few weeks of this new program in the gym weren't that challenging because A, I had that kind of tailwind because it was exciting, but B, because I hadn't been to the gym in so many months, really, that the first few weeks were just kind of finding the base levels. It was just seeing... Um, where my body would give out on certain weights and certain movements. And it was only at that point where I started really then building the weight 
and building the intensity and so I feel like a few weeks of that which is what we've now just gone through was a struggle similarly with the business like I said um January the beginning of January is slow for basically every business right and so there was that nice period where for the first few weeks things could ramp up very slowly that is now gone things are now ramping up very quickly in what is going to be a really interesting year for the business but that just means that days get longer to-do lists get more intense and it was just kind of a combination of all of that that has meant that this week has felt more difficult but that's not to say that I haven't been getting done what I need to get done I'm on a mission this year to just do everything I want to do right I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago but the last two years have put on hold so much potential within us all and so many of our ambitions and plans and so on and so what's currently pushing me through this slightly more difficult period of getting things done is this idea that like I said maybe two weeks ago we've been waiting for this we have been waiting for this moment for years and so am I going to get am I going to let a slight bit of discomfort stop me am I going to let a few slower days, a few later wake-up calls, a few more difficult gym sessions stop me in my tracks? Absolutely not. So the next few weeks will probably be similar. There'll probably be a slog and then it's just going to become second nature at some point, right? Waking up earlier is going to become second nature. Uh, Going to the gym three, four, five, six times a week, whatever it ends up being, will be second nature and so on. And so I think I'll get to a point where it becomes easier again as I become acclimatized to it. But let me tell you, this week is not that week. This week has been a struggle. Um, If you listened last week, thank you. That conversation with Max Fosh was really interesting. If you've listened to a few guest episodes, you will know that it was, in some ways, a slight departure from the typical guest on this podcast. But nonetheless, I think the lessons that Max was able to share... Uh, and also the insight he was able to give us into what is a fairly secretive world, right? How YouTubers come up with ideas, how they push videos to make them go viral, how they feel uh, when that happens and the kind of mind frames that they need to be in to be able to make the kind of content that Max does. That was all really interesting. But in amongst all of that, there were lessons, there were really important lessons on things like confidence and self-belief and staying on the right track. And even things like hedonic adaptation right the idea that max thought that when he got 100,000 subscribers that would be his career set but then that quickly ticked to a quarter of a million which quickly moved to half a million he's now past half a million and no doubt that next big milestone in his mind is going to be a million and very quickly after that too and so on and I think it's just it's an interesting lesson as uh, for example right chucked some of these videos up on youtube for the podcast this year and the channel has like 64 subscribers and i mean a in a way i'm actually really happy with that because it's 64 more than this podcast had a few weeks ago but nonetheless 100 subscribers seems like the milestone right now right getting to 100 100 subscribers that three digit number that'll be a nice little moment but i know for a fact the second i get there i want a thousand And the second I get there, it'll be 10 and then 100 and so on. Um, And so I think if one thing I took away from Max's conversation, it was that you almost need to expect to feel a bit underwhelmed and a bit deflated when you get to big 
numerical milestones in life. And in between those milestones, it's really important. And I've spoken about this before and Max spoke about this last week. It's really important to focus on the process, right? It's a phrase that's overused. Oh, just love the process. But you really need to. You really need to enjoy what you're doing and understand that you can take fulfillment in the moment at any moment if you're doing something that really matters to you, whether that's work or a hobby or whatever. Because if you're holding out for those big milestones or those big numbers or that pay rise or that possession or that holiday, you will never be happy because it won't bring you happiness. And if it does, it will be happiness in the moment very briefly. And then that possession will get old or that holiday will pass or that uh, that pay rise will suddenly seem like not a lot of money as your living standards adapt to how much you earn and suddenly your baseline changes. And so I guess the point of all of this is to say and reflect what Max said, which is that you really need to love what you're doing and enjoy the process because numbers, whether they are a subscriber count or a follower count or numbers in your bank, whatever they are, they will not make you happy. And we hear this time and time again, right? It's almost like this this running joke where, you know, Stephen Bartlett's a good example. He talks about this quite a lot where founders of businesses will push and push and push and they will sacrifice so much of what is truly important in their life for so many years in pursuit of a number. And then the second they get to that number, whether it is an exit or an investment round or just a certain number in their bank, it's at that moment that they realize it wasn't worth it because it doesn't change who they are. It doesn't make them happier. It doesn't actually fix the real problems that they're dealing with or unlock new opportunities they thought it would. And so I think you only need to hear that story enough times to be able to just trust it, right? I don't need to have a million pounds in my bank to understand that when I have a million pounds in my bank, it's not going to make me happier. It's not going to fix my problems. It's not going to make me feel a certain way other than maybe for a few minutes, right? You can reflect at that point and be like, wow, look how far I've come. But 10 minutes later, you're back in reality and that number will not make you happy. And so that's just something to keep in mind. And it's definitely something that I will be keeping in mind. One other quick thing, speaking of guests, um, Rick Pastor, still getting really great feedback on the conversation that I had with Rick three or four weeks ago now. Uh, But one thing to say that as of right now, I'm recording this on Thursday, obviously, Rick's new book, Grip is now out. So definitely go and grab a copy of that. It really is such a useful system. It's the system that I still right now, seven or eight weeks after reading his book, use to plan my weeks. I used it to plan my goals for this year. This isn't a fad. This isn't a little exciting thing that that lasts for a few weeks because it feels nice and then fades away. This has really stuck with me, probably more so than any productivity system I've used before. So I just recommend you try it out. Uh, If you go to grip book.com g-r-i-p-book.com you can go and grab a copy and check it out it's a nice easy read it's only a couple of hundred pages i forget how many exactly uh, but it's, it's nice and easy to get through it's really well written uh, and the system that it teaches you will really help you get more done with your days your weeks your years and your life so then all else i want to do today is just read a few notes i've been taking over the last few days and just reflect on them Um, And the first one is actually quite unexpected. So this year I have once again been trying to get into meditation. I try every year. I see the the kind of iceberg of benefits of it, but then it just gets difficult and then I get tired and then I give up and then I just don't do it right. And so I may be 25, 30 days into 
Sam Harris's Waking Up course, which is on the Waking Up app. I've done it a couple of times before, up to about this point, so now I'm finally breaking new ground as I get past the episodes I normally get stuck on and kind of move into a little bit more free-flowing when it comes to these meditations. But something that was really, really interesting in one of them that I listened to the other day is this idea of, in a difficult moment, just telling yourself the words, this is how things are right now. And it sounds weird, right? But I tried this at the next available opportunity after hearing it. There are things in life, whether they are from your past that you reflect on and they make you feel a certain way, whether they are from the present moment you're in right now, you could be having one of the worst weeks of your life for whatever reason, I don't know, or whether it's things that you look to in the future that are maybe likely to happen that make you feel worried or anxious or whatever it might be. And it's so easy to add kind of layers and layers of meaning to these situations to these circumstances that we will inevitably find ourselves in and it's definitely something I've struggled with 100% all of us have but the idea of when you're in one of those situations when you have a situation that you can't necessarily control that you don't like but that you are in the middle of just for a brief moment rather than trying to fight it rather than trying to problem solve, rather than trying to think your way out of it, which you will eventually do, don't get me wrong, and that's a good thing, but just for a moment, just for 10 minutes, say, and this is really interesting, I found this super useful, just sit there and think about whatever it is you're thinking about, and then just say to yourself, this is how things are right now. And there's this weird, at least in my experience, there's this weird, almost immediate relief this immediate release of pressure where you stop thinking the waves, you stop thinking about the past or the future and you just sit with the present moment, right? Because in that present moment, when you find that 10 minutes to sit there and reflect, whatever it is that's happening is by definition external to you in that moment, right? If you're sat in your living room on your own, if you're sat in your car having just parked up somewhere, if you're sat in your bedroom at night and you find those 10 minutes to just say, this is how things are right now and I'm just going to sit and think and relax for 10 minutes. By definition, things in that moment, in that exact moment, which is what meditation teaches us, are okay. You don't need to drag that past with you in every moment. You don't need to worry about that future in every moment. There are times when you can just pause and accept how things are and see how that feels. And it sounds woo-woo and conceptual and a bit weird. I appreciate that. I thought the same. But doing it is just really interesting. Um, There is this concept in meditation where you're, so when you're meditating, you're basically just trying to sit there, focus on the breath or something else, but mainly the breath. And remove distractions so when a thought pops into your mind like it will dozens and dozens and dozens of times in every 10 minutes when you're trying to meditate our brains don't switch off rather than following that thought and chasing it you just notice it and as soon as you notice that thought as soon as you realize that you've been lost in thought the thought almost fades away it's really hard to explain unless you've done it and if you have done it you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but the same is true with those Uh, those fears, those worries, those anxieties, when you just sit and you realize how it is you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And then you just say, this is how things are right now. It's 
really, really interesting. So definitely give that a go. Or at the very least, just download the Sam Harris Waking Up app. It's not a lot. I think it's like a 10 or a month or something, but you get a free trial to try it out. And just give it a go. It's interesting. Uh, so then a couple of tweets that I want to... You tell I'm talking really fast because I'm watching this battery tick down. A couple of tweets that I want to touch on that I've shared over the last few days that stemmed from thoughts that I had that I thought were worth sharing. So the first tweet is this. I say, more people need to be all right with saying, I'm not there yet. Social media causes so many people to do this weird dance where they pretend to have made it. And that pretense distracts from actually doing the work. Achieving something meaningful takes time. The internet doesn't reward that. And what I meant by that tweet, I mean, it's obvious what I meant, right? Because the words are in the tweet. But what caused me to tweet that is that increasingly over the last two or three years, and I'll be honest, because of the people I follow and because of the people I'm exposed to, I mean this mainly in the business domain, but it definitely extends outwards to other areas of life. So many people, I assume through insecurity rather than bad intentions, feel as though they have to act as if they've made it from day one, right? Whether that is pretending to have more money than they really do, whether that is financing a lifestyle to overextend themselves to appear like they have more money than they do, whether it is websites of companies who claim they have X numbers of, sorry, X employees when they just don't, or offices in a certain location when they just don't, or they do bits of work which they just don't, whatever it might be so often in the business space. And I'll be honest, it's predominantly with people below the age of 30. I don't really see it after that. And I guess that's just because people go through this maturity curve when they stop caring what other people think and therefore the the felt need to do this just disappears. But so many people under the age of 30 in business do this weird dance where they pretend that they have made it to fit in in a online community of other people who they think have made it, who, guess what, are just pretending they have made it. And this is why I appreciate, for example, the group chat I have with Peter Watson and Adam Horton, where we can just, you know, we're we're three guys who live in three completely different locations, who run independent businesses, who can just talk to each other and be honest with how things are going, whether that is good or bad in business, whether that is good or bad in life. And I know that when I jump into that group chat and I say something, I'm going to get an honest response and it is kind of micro communities like that a couple of people where you're able to just talk and sanity check yourself and be truthful about what's going on that that give you the almost the air cover to just be like that in life right and I've spoken about this at length before with this podcast there's very little that somebody would not know about me by time they listen to the 105 or so episodes of this podcast right because I'm just comfortable being honest but you really need to push yourself through that discomfort of thinking that people will assume you're a failure if you're honest or thinking that people will think less of you if you're honest or thinking that people will talk behind your back if you're honest or assuming that others are more successful than you by default because you're honest none of this is true and if I look back to I don't know, between the ages of maybe 18 and 21, I was doing that, right? I I think I spoke about this on Peter's podcast before, but I was living that facade of assuming that I needed to post every time I went to a certain expensive place or 
share the stories on Snapchat as it was back then when I was in fucking Mahiki spending money that I couldn't really be afford couldn't really afford to be spending. And it's a really unhappy place to be when you're living a facade and being a version of yourself that you think other people expect you to be. And I say you think because I promise you nobody gives a shit what you're doing with your life. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that everybody's so busy trying to project themselves in a certain way that people are paying like absolutely no attention to you in that sense whatsoever, right? People go to such details to craft an Instagram story, say. They'll take 50 pictures and then they will find the best one that shows off this new possession or outfit or the restaurant they're in. And then they'll like face tune it and then they'll add a filter and then they'll add a song and then they'll add a clever caption and they'll post it at the right time. So it gets all of this engagement and they're crafting this life. They're doing this weird dance that I just spoke about to show that they're in a position of success or wealth or influence, whatever it might be. And then the vast, vast majority and the data backs this up, the vast majority of people are looking at that story or that post for less than a second. They're not even registering what it says. They're not even registering where this person is or what they're professing to do. And then they're skipping and they're moving on. And so I just wish that more people found it within themselves to just be comfortable to say, I'm not there yet. I haven't made it yet. I don't have as much money as other people yet. I don't, I don't know, have the possession that that person on the internet has yet. I don't have the body that that person has, whatever it might be, whatever you're aiming for, materialistic or otherwise, it is absolutely okay to not be there yet. It's absolutely fine to be on that journey. Whether you're on step one or step 10, it really doesn't matter. The worst thing, and in some senses, the only bad thing you can do in the pursuit of achieving something is pretending that you've already achieved it. I mean, A, it will stop you ever achieving it in the first place because if you've pretended to achieve something on the internet and then you've got the praises from that, you know, you've you've sent a tweet or you've put up a picture of a whatever and people are like, oh my God, mate, that's so cool. I can't believe you've done that. We've already got the dopamine rush of pretending to do it. So then why would you ever push yourself towards actually doing it? But then also I think the second thing is it just loses all sense of self when people do that when you're living as a character you're never really yourself and like I say that's just a miserable place to be so I wish that more people would find the ability to just be comfortable admitting and realizing it's entirely okay to have not made it yet whatever it even is and then the second tweet which I want to dive into very quickly this laptop battery is draining also we're in the 30 percent now Um, is about latent potential and continuing through with something before you see results, right? So I tweeted, putting in the work for months without results is the price you have to pay for actually getting results further down the line. Most people give up too soon. If latent potential was taught in school, we'd all go further in life. And again, this tweet kind of explains itself, hopefully at least if I'm any good at writing them, who knows? But the point here is this, right? And actually my life right now is a good example with trying to get back into the gym, with currently trying to eat in a calorie deficit, with, uh, I don't know, waking up earlier so that I have more hours in the day to do stuff in the business, with pushing this YouTube harder than ever before, with booking big guests, which takes a long time, with putting this out on a new platform like YouTube, where the growth is incredibly slow and incredibly hard to come by, and where, by the way, with all of those things I just listed, there's absolutely no guarantee of success realizing that the results don't come quick and if they do come 
which they might not, as I say, they will take an incredibly long time to come. And there'll be a period at the beginning where you see no change whatsoever, right? And it's really easy to apply in the, the space of, say, fitness, because everybody understands rightly that you don't go into the gym, fucking pick up some dumbbells, swing them around a bit and walk out looking like a model like that doesn't happen and that's obvious and we all understand that and yet increasingly I see people who have really good intentions and want to set out to do something really meaningful whether it is professionally or personally whether it's like a I don't know a podcast or writing a book getting a pay rise any of these things that take time and too many people and I wish this wasn't the case but too many people give up far too soon they put in the work and it's a bloody struggle like to achieve anything meaningful takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort because if anything is easy, most people do it right and then it loses the prestige and meaning. So by definition, anything which is worthwhile achieving in some senses is difficult to achieve. And so far too many people give up far too soon because they're not seeing the results nearly immediately. And so that last line is really the big one if latent potential was taught in school we'd all go further in life because and I won't bore you with the list of books that taught me this because I've spoken about them at length before but I didn't learn that in school I didn't learn that results take time I didn't learn that change comes slowly and that consistent action is the only way to achieve anything right in school you live in a very literal sense hour by hour you go to a lesson and open a book on key stage free science and you learn about atoms and then you close the book and you've learned about atoms and that's like a feedback loop that's shut and then you go and learn something about maths and something about geography and then you learn something about I don't know tennis and PE and there's these little tiny hour-long slots of close-ended feedback loops and yes you plan for exams but even then from memory at least it's it's chopped up into these kind of micro segments so that you feel as though you're moving forward in the very short term and and I'm sure you know this as soon as you step out into adult life and that structure is removed you realize that almost everything in life is the exact opposite of that saving for a mortgage which by the way isn't taught in school (laughs) takes years right and it is only through that really consistent saving money putting money away into an account not spending on that thing that you really want to buy in the moment that you'll ever reach the potential of being able to have a mortgage deposit developing a new skill to get a promotion in work it isn't the case that you sit for an hour and learn in this kind of supervised way you put in the work for months and months and months and at the beginning that foundational knowledge that you're learning won't connect together. It won't make sense. It'll be really hard to kind of well understand. And it's only months later that it all connects together. And the same is true with everything. And I just wish that, I guess what I'm really saying is I wish that was taught to me in school. I wish that we were taught that in spite of the necessity of kind of three month long periods of terms and exams and all this stuff, because I'm sure that is a necessity, right? That's all well and good. But on top of that, I just wish that we were taught that most meaningful things in real life take a hell of a lot of time and a hell of a lot of effort. And whilst the results are never guaranteed from putting in those months and months and months of effort, what is guaranteed 
is that when you give up too soon, because most people give up too soon on most things, that is a way to guarantee that you never reach what you want to reach in life. And so, yeah, I guess that was that thought. Uh, And then just very quickly before I finish up, uh, I recorded a conversation a couple of days ago with somebody called Patrick Foster, and that is going to be out this time next week. That is an incredible conversation. I say conversation, I mainly just sat and listened for an hour because Patrick's story is incredible. So Patrick is a former professional cricket player turned former gambling addict and he's just released a new book today actually called Might Bite, The Secret Life of a Gambling Addict. And without going into too much detail and giving away next week's conversation, Patrick for 12 years as a Uh, university student then as a worker in the city and then as a teacher spent 12 years living a double life on the outside to all of his friends and family he was just this normal career-driven person and yet behind the scenes he was hiding a massive secret which is that he had a gambling addiction which had cost him over the period of those 12 years four million pounds he had countless online gambling accounts countless debts and credit cards and payday loans he had borrowed money somewhat fraudulently from lots and lots of people and then it caught up with him and the story that patrick tells is one of addiction and acceptance and recovery and it's just incredibly poignant and interesting and also there are whether you are a gambler or not there are important lessons in there about addiction and overcoming struggles and recovery and acceptance and honesty and so i can't wait for you to hear that conversation with patrick foster i promise you you don't want to miss that one but that's all i got for this week so thank you as always for listening hope you have a good week and i'll see you back here this time next week for the episode i just mentioned with patrick foster which is number 106 of life and lessons see you then Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.